This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. Welcome to the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us at Guardian Fancast on Twitter. You can email me at Quincy at GuardiansFancast.com. Another day goes by without much baseball news. Anthony Rizzo signed with the Yankees overnight, making me wonder about the whole vaccination situation as it's pretty apparent that Aaron Judge is unvaccinated, and as far as we know, Anthony Rizzo is unvaccinated. I can only assume that the Yankees know that New York's going to change their policy about whether vaccinated players can play or not, or that they know that their players are going to get vaccinated. I don't know. It's not my problem, I guess. I know that there were a variety of folks that hoped that Rizzo would sign with the Guardians. I feel like that would have been a pretty decent move. Um, I also, again, understand why they're not going out there and investing a lot in a first baseman. Uh, it doesn't generally make sense, but I can see why folks wish that would have happened for the Guardians, but they weren't really connected to him. There's a lot of angst and frustration on Guardians Twitter and in Guardians fandom in general from the name change for many, and then the other side for people that are fine with the name change and happy with the name change, who are saying, hey, how can we not be adding to this roster? It's been since the end of the the season. We haven't seen any significant additions to the roster. Again, we know the Guardians are usually not the ones making moves at the beginning of transaction periods they're usually more towards the end they kind of let things develop i know there's been a lot of folks speculating that the guardians might have uh, an idea to trade for austin meadows the tampa bay rays are associated with freddie freeman with Seiya suzuki Uh, i think also they might have been rumored with schwarber They've got some interest in a variety of different players that if they sign or trade for one of them, they might very well end up wanting to trade Meadows. And it makes me wonder if the Guardians and Rays might already have a deal in place. Uh, there's a variety of players that the Gar- that the Rays might be interested on the Guardians. They always are going back and forth. Awesome Meadows would be a really solid upgrade and uh, projected to be worth... Um, three wins or more over the next three years of his team control. So that's a name to keep an eye out for. I continue to be confident that the team will add to the roster and that, you know, if they don't sign a free agent per se or spend a lot of money in a trade, that they're probably going to make a couple extensions that'll be exciting. It's just a matter of patience, and it's hard to be patient. It's hard to keep believing when you. it's been forever since they've made a significant deal. Chris Antonetti, in speaking to the media, indicated that he was willing to upgrade almost any area of the roster. So I've kind of been thinking that they are planning to go with Austin Hedges and now Luke Mail 
in that position. But I don't. But I think they probably would be open to upgrading in the catcher position if the possibility presents itself. So I guess that door's not shut. You know, they can, can they can include a catcher back in a deal or deal catcher in another deal. So you could still see Sean Murphy from the A's, who's not, you know, a world beater as far as offense goes, but would provide probably a good 30 to 40 WRC plus points over. Um, over, well, I guess you could say runs 30 to 40 WRC runs over hedges or mail. So that's a pretty significant upgrade when you think about it that way. Still a bunch of names to think about. Ramon Laureano is still out there. And then you have the big names like Gatel Marte, who I don't really think is very likely, and he should probably be a second baseman, or Brian Reynolds, or Cedric Mullins. Those possibilities are out there. I don't think they're very likely. And then there's names that we may not have even thought of. Like yesterday, I was thinking of Reese Hoskins. Maybe you can flip Luis Castillo if you get him from the Reds over for Reese Hoskins from the Phillies. Maybe um, one of the Angels young outfielders. He had a controllable outfielder that you can project to be a pretty good hitter. Brandon Marsh or Joe Adele. Angels really need pitching. So maybe they're willing to make a move like that, you know, straight up for a Guardians pitcher or the Guardians manage to flip some prospects for Luis Castillo and flip him over to the uh, Angels. There's just a lot out there that we probably aren't even thinking about that may be possible for the Guardians to do. So just don't quite give up hope yet. Another thing I wanted to mention was that, of course, spring training has started and we're going to see spring training games. And there's some things that we should be paying attention for in spring training and keeping an eye on that will help us not get too frustrated about the lack of activity from the Guardians. So let's talk about those things a little bit. Some spring training, things to keep an eye on and be excited about that'll keep us going in these times of waiting and impatience. So we want to watch for Shane Bieber and his shoulder, making sure it looks good, seeing that he's back to his normal self. And uh, I know that Tito Francona said each pitcher will probably be stretched out to about 65 pitches to start the year. So we're going to get a chance to see a variety of guys get some uh, time throwing the ball and involved in games. They're really going to have to find some more arms for the bullpen at some point. And that kind of goes along with that. The bullpen battles, uh, Nick Mahalakek, um, McCall, sorry, McCallachek, he is going to be a guy to keep an eye on as a name that's out there and, and, a, and a relief arm that should be able to make some noise in the bullpen, see how Nick Sandlin's doing, if he's ready to be a contributor yet. Uh, you know, there's a variety of different players that will be battling for those bullpen spots and other guys that they'll be bringing in. So that's important to keep in mind. See how James Karinchek's doing, if he's got his curveball back and his control. That's pretty important. So then there's the outfield battle, and I think this is probably one of the more interesting battles in camp. And again, we're all hoping that they're going to add to the outfield. But it's important to kind of keep an eye on uh, what's going on with Stephen Kwan, Oscar Gonzalez, Nolan Jones, see if he gets some time in the outfield in camp. And of course... Uh, our favorites, Bradley Zimmer and Oscar Mercado, kind of see what they're doing and, and where the team kind of sees them in the mix. But it'll be fun to see them go back and forth and see how you know they're uh, played in spring training games and 
what positions they find themselves in and how the team views them and see if like players like Stephen Kwan, Oscar Gonzalez, and Nolan Jones are given a real chance to make the outfield out of spring training. To go along with that, and in this position also is Josh Naylor. Uh, Josh Naylor coming off that horrific ankle injury was looks like he was back to pretty much normal in the batting cages, saying that he's almost 100% to reporters. So is it possible that he can break camp with the team? Can he find where he was when he got hurt, which was he had a couple weeks where it really seemed like he was laying off the pitches he should be laying off of? Uh, Because, again, his issue is just swinging at bad pitches. He's able to take walks, uh, but he just hits bad pitches all the time. So if he can just not hit those pitches and hit better pitches... Uh, he should be able to realize the potential that you can see in that hitting profile. So let's see if he's healthy and see if he can be part of the outfield battles. I know none of us would like to see him in the outfield necessarily, but it's good to have that option if he can be there. Uh, Just want to see if Josh Naylor and Nolan Jones also get some time at first base to maybe kind of push Bobby Bradley uh, to make sure that, you know, he's not swinging at every single thing on the planet and with a 40% strikeout rate. So see if that's a battle in spring training. And then I'm interested to follow the shortstop and second base situation. Is Ahmed Rosario the primary plan at short? Is Andre Semenez getting some time there? Or Gabriel Arias? What are they doing about the second base position? Uh, is it kind of an open competition between Yu Chang, Owen Miller, Ernie Clement, and Andre Semenez? Or is Ahmed Rosario mix, getting in the mix there? Or are they working Ahmed Rosario in the outfield a little bit? They're saying that he's the shortstop so far, but I just am still not 100% sure that's going to happen. So that'll be something to follow. I think, you know, you got to kind of keep your mind on a couple different things at this point in the season. You can't just be obsessed every moment with they're not making any free agent moves. They're not making any trades. That can change in a minute. We don't know everything that's going on behind the scenes. So rather than obsessing about that, be encouraged and think about the different spring training battles that are going on, getting a chance to see some of our great young players like Valera and Rocchio and Noel, all these players playing with the team in spring training games. It'll be fun to see them go up against some major league competition and some even some minor league competition of, of good players that are with their teams in spring training. We're going to get to see all that soon and hear all that on the radio and follow all that in the box scores. And that should be exciting to us. So don't let the end of the lockout and the continued lack of moves distract you from enjoying this process of the season, which is spring, when there's all kinds of hopes and there's all kinds of dreams and you get to see these great players uh, start to demonstrate who they are and and, uh, what they're capable of providing for the team that we love. I enjoyed watching a uh, batting practice video from Mandy Bell yesterday and uh, got to see Fran Mil Reyes and Jose Ramirez crank some home runs off of Zach Plezak. I enjoyed seeing Jose hit one and then point at it and wave it goodbye. Wish that players felt more free to do stuff like that in games without feeling like they were showing up other players. And I realized that Jose was just having fun with Plezak there. Um, so we probably would never do that in a game, but just something like that from players would just be so much fun if they were able to do that. We are at a point now where it's getting down to crunch time. You would think that over the next couple days and maybe into next week, 
we'd finally start to see this plan come into fruition. I know that Antonetti said that he's not really working on extensions until they have kind of the free agency trade period done. And that kind of blends into the working on arbitration deals. So if the goal is to get arbitration cases settled before you make these moves, that doesn't quite fit in with Antonetti saying that he wants to wait on extensions until after trades and free agency is kind of figured out. So to me, the fact that the arbitration deadline is the 22nd to kind of file those cases or, you know, you're going to go to arbitration on the 22nd, which is where the team and the player have to kind of go to our, the mediator and figure out what the team's going to have to pay that player. If the Guardians are trying to get all those, those arbitration issues settled before then, it makes sense to me that over the next few days into this weekend, we should start to see some kind of moves from the Guardians to shore up the roster. And again, I would have thought that probably it would have started happening before now. Uh, but just, you know, kind of looking at things, that seems to be what I would expect to happen. Again, it's been kind of frustrating to see the Guardians not sign any of the cheaper relief pitchers who've gone out there, but that's not surprising. They typically do not sign relief pitchers for any sort of money, you know, maybe like a one to two million dollar major league deal, but most of them are minor league deals. But I, I would think that they probably are looking to make a trade for a reliever who has multi-years of team control. So I'd be paying attention for that kind of thing to go on over the next few days. But if nothing else happens, on Friday we get our first spring training game. We get to start to look at how players are performing and how they're shaking off the rust and what things are looking like. I'm excited about that, and I guess that's what I'm going to focus on as we deal with the impatience and frustration of looking for the team to make some moves. So we'll have a good time over the next couple of days as we wait for that. Maybe we'll get a move, but if not, we'll have some other fun baseball things to discuss. Again, hope you're uh, able to appreciate a uh, Monday through Friday podcast, 15 to 20 minutes, where we talk about the Guardians and what's going on and what we're looking forward to in the coming season. If you're a fan, you'd like to talk to me about your experience as a Cleveland baseball fan, I'd love to connect with you. Feel free to message me on Twitter or email the show, and I'll make sure to get in touch with you. and We can schedule a Zoom interview, and we'd love to feature you on the podcast. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.